Dow Loggins, dude, I got issues with him, dude. He is a product of what this offense has been about all season long, inconsistent. He goes and calls a nice game against Minnesota. I'll give him that. Then you go into what I saw yesterday. It's the future. Down and distance. WGNRadio.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Down in Distance here on WGNRadio.com. Jared Payton alongside my man Sean Davis, SD2Mikes on Twitter. I'm at PaytonSun, P-A-Y-T-O-N-S-U-N on Twitter. Hit us up also to check out some of the old podcasts on at D-A-D pod on Twitter as well. If you want to get some of the archive shows, we definitely are about to dive into some Bears talk, some Bears conversation. The Bears lose to Tampa Bay yesterday, 36-10 to in Tampa Bay. And, Sean, I thought this was a game when I looked at the schedule a long time ago that I had circled when I looked yesterday saying that this is a game that the Bears definitely could win. A team that's inconsistent, a team that you don't know what you're going to get. And I'm thinking, man, this is that opportunity. And then I got tricked because after that Monday night game against the Minnesota Vikings and watching this Bears team actually play a full four quarters of football, I was tricked into thinking that this was going to carry over into after the bye week into week 10 against the Buccaneers and it just didn't happen. I think there's a lot of things. As I sat down and started writing last night, there's a lot of issues with this Bears team. There's a lot of issues. Some stuff I can get over, I can get past. There's some things, though, that are, have been lurking and sitting around for a long period of time, Sean, that you might have to just cut the cord. And I think it's going to have to take until the end of the season. But I think you and I both, the first thing that I wrote about, the first thing that I wrote about yesterday as I sat there after the game was number six is being number six dot, dot, dot again. Jay Cutler is being Jay Cutler, man. And as, and as, and as long as he is that Jay and not the Jay that inspired his teammates two weeks ago in the locker room, when he's this guy, back-to-back turnovers, there's no way this team can win. No way. You know why? Because there are some teams that you watch that can turn the ball over. And I'll even say this, even good teams, like even watching, it's hard for a team like the Patriots to turn the ball over and to still win games. They got, But they got a quarterback that could actually do it. In this situation here, it's not happening. I got to rant real quick. I got to keep going. I'm going to let you say what you have to say. I'll let you have to say what you have to say. But I have to bring this up. Speak on it. Because when Jay Cutler was brought here to Chicago, fam, he was brought here for a reason. He was supposed to be the missing link, right, to a team that had a, a defense that thought that they were just an – a piece away maybe on offense to be to make another run. Now, as I sat in the office yesterday, there is a schedule behind me. A schedule behind me with Izzy Adonijay and Brandon Marshall and Brian Erlacher and I mean I could go on names for names of guys that were on. And as I looked, as I looked and started to look at all the guys, oh, 
Peanut Tillman on that rock. I'm going, wow, look at all these guys. And as I started to go through them all, he's not here. He's not here. He's not here anymore. He's retired. Oh, he's retired as well. And then you get to that one section, the guy that's sitting right behind Brian Erlacher, number 54. It's number six. He's still here. And as long as he's still here, a lot of the issues are still going to be issues. It's an until you figure out a way. And listen, after this season, we understand and we know what it is. The writing is on the wall for number six. I don't hate Jay Cutler. Everything I've ever heard of, about him, just the Brown, he's a nice guy. People might not think that because they see him in a certain way on the field or how he acts, but he actually is. He's, 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 he's an okay dude. I don't know him well. I'm just talking about people who know him, who are close to him, and I actually I believe what they're telling me. But when it comes to football, this comes down to football. Bears fans, we're not winning anything until there's some type of change at that position, and not just a change at that position. Finding somebody that can that can really get underneath center that is going to change the quarterback position here. Until that happens, a lot of this stuff is going to be the, it's going to be the same. Because you 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 have to you see the NFL now, Sean. I watch games this weekend on Sunday. I even watch games on Saturday, and the quarterback position is the pride position. You're watching teams, your favorite team. Your favorite team has a rookie right now that is balling, and there's a guy that has a lot of stats. There's a lot of stats that, guess what? He can't even get back in the game. And what he's done there, he hasn't won a championship there. Tony Romo hasn't. But you look at his stats and what he's done, he can't get in the game because there is a rookie quarterback that has his team on a roll right now. And a rookie quarterback, when you look at the guys in that locker room, Jason Witten, guys, Ezekiel Elliott, who's young, Des Bryant, who talk about this guy is like he's been in the league for a long period of time. The respect they have for him. Don't tell me that respect doesn't go a long way with that position. It does. Because that guy is leading his team, and they're talking about defensively, you know they're flawed. They're a little flawed. But guess what? Offensively, they got something that you just – they got an offensive line. Hmm. They got a a quarterback that believes. Hmm. And they got a running game with a running back that honestly, and I'm going to say this out right now, and you texted it to me last night, and I've said it before because it's in papers, the best running back that I've seen, all-around running back that I've seen since my dad. The best all-around running back I have seen since my dad is on the Cowboys right now. He can do everything. He can do everything. And they, they got something. And I know I struck a chord with you when I said offensive line. And, and, and I'm not blaming all this on Jay Cutler. It's not all Jay's fault, ladies and gentlemen. It's not. Trust me. It's not. But he is a big part of the problem because what he does wrong and what what he can't get right, he has all – and everybody talks about this, this arm that could just throw the, a laser. Yesterday I saw him throw off his back foot a lot, like he always does. I saw a guy that trusts his arm so much, but in the end causes that creates turnovers, and then your team is behind. Your team is not good enough as it is right now to be from behind and play from behind. There's he's a part of the problem. He's a part of the issue. 
and you could talk about the offensive line being an issue as well, Sean, and I'll let you I'll let you rant a little bit. But yes, that offensive line is an issue, but it's an issue because it's been a revolving door of guys are trying to mix and match because they can't stay healthy. And so now you got guys being thrust in positions and thrown in. There is no continuity there at all. And when that happens, it becomes a disaster. But there was times yesterday with Jay when he's feeling the pressure, especially on that first strip sack. You're down in the red zone. The one thing, the one thing about your game that I truly talk about that they need to do more is you actually moving out of the pocket. You know that pressure is coming from your backside, and you're looking to throw the football when you when the pylon is right there. Come on, man. Come on, man. What 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 are you doing? I'm looking, going, get to the pylon, get north and south, get there. Your legs, they're not even using you. Dow Loggins, dude, I got issues with him, dude, because he is a product of what this offense has been about all season long, inconsistent. He goes and calls a nice game against Minnesota. I'll give him that. But then you go into what I saw yesterday. Cutler with the pressure and picked off again. My goodness. Cutler with two interceptions in a row, and it's the former Bear, Chris Conti. It's frustrating, man. I, 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 I'm, I'm beyond frustrated. I'm beyond frustrated because I, I wasn't, I wasn't picking this team to be a playoff team. But five wins puts you in the hunt in this division. Five games. Five games. Dude, some issues, man. Some issues. I, 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 five games gets you into the hunt. <laughs> can can this team even win five games? There's a lot of issues, Sean. Man, I, I'm gonna. I've been ranting. I got some more stuff, but I mean, I, I just, I don't get it. I'm gonna be short and quick. Go ahead. Short and sweet, direct to the point. Look, Chicago Bears fans, your team is going through what we know in the medical field in a lot of areas as rehab. Rehab is somewhere no one wants. That's the toughest thing you have to go through. When you watch somebody athletically going through rehab, trying to learn the basics all over again, this Bears organization, their operation, their play on the field, it's all about getting back to the basics of what a winning franchise is supposed to be. This franchise is the NFL. And there's no reason why, since Mike Dicka, that this organization should only have five playoff appearances. That's terrible. So we can go to the ownership. We can look at the ownership. Uh, yeah. We can look at the move, right? Getting rid of Angelo. Getting rid of Lovey. Going with Tressman, going with Emery, we could go back to when they first got Jay Cutler. He comes in the first year, like you said. He's supposed to be the missing piece. This guy throws 10 interceptions in the red zone, 26 total. With a defense. Missing piece. How about 2014 when they re-upped him? Gave him more money. Knowing 
what they had shown him over the previous four years wasn't good enough. Wasn't a franchise quarterback that you could rest your team on his shoulders and he'll carry you. He's not that guy. He has to be managed. And you go and make him the most lucrative and give him the most lucrative quarterback contract in the history of the NFL. That's what you did as an organization. So now you bring in Ryan Pace. You have the oldest team in the NFL. The oldest team and the salary cap situation is horrendous. You bring them in, and now, two years later, you look at the product on the field, and you're upset. You can't be upset. Because what you suffered as an organization spanning from Mike Dicka all the way to Ryan Pace is equal to tearing your PCL, ACL, MCL, and any other CL you have as an organization. It's all ripped up. Everything was ripped up as an organization. And before it gets better, rehab is worse than the injury itself. What you go through, the injury itself is momentary. It's a moment. The pain, they numb the pain. Once they get you in the locker room, the pain is really not that bad. You go to surgery a couple of days later, you're like, okay. They give you something for that pain. But getting back to where you were, which is pretty good under Lovey Smith, right? Three playoff appearances, but you were competitive. You went to every game knowing that you knew who you were as a team. You had an identity. That's the problem. And it gave you a chance to win each and every week no matter who you played. Sean, that's the problem. And just to be able to rehab that you're going through right now as an organization, getting that mobility back, getting that range of motion back. We can use all the terms medically that they use a rehab. Basically, you're learning how to be a winning organization all over again. That's the task that was given to Ryan Pace. And honestly, Jay Cutler is the scar. Mm. Mm. Two years down the line, even when you get better, you will still be able to see the scar that is Jay Cutler. You will still be able to see the scar that is Phil Emery. You will still be able to see the scar that is Mark Tressman. Mm. You'll be able to see it. It will last. Even when you get back to a point where you're like, man, we're a winning organization again. You will always be able to go back to, and it will always resonate with Bears fans. The scars that all of the people that have participated in this injuring of this organization mm. from top to bottom. You'll be reminded of this era Oof. in Chicago Bears history. This guy is preaching over here, man. But I come to say this today. What are you, you going to say? The sun will come up. Oh, yeah. The sun's going to come up. The sun will come up and rise again on this organization. How long, though, Sean? At your darkest hour, always remember, the morning is right on the other side. Well, the morning is right on the other side. As bleak as it looks right now, I, as Bears fans, I, as bleak as it looks, it's hope. There's hope, right? And hopefully, look. There's I hope, hope Jordan Howard is good. It sounds like he's good. I hope it's not an Achilles. I hope it's just an ankle. He was going well yesterday. Once in it, that goes to Dow Loggins. Okay. No, hold up. That now goes listen, to Dow Loggins. Come on, let me. Let but me, look, let me get this. 
Let me get this. Go ahead. Let me get this because you brought it right to where I wanted to go. Offensively, with Dow Loggins, his relationship with Jay Cutler, hmm. that's what everybody talked about at the beginning. I don't think hear anybody talking about this. The relationship with Adam Gase. And when Adam Gase left, everybody was wondering what was going to be the next move. Who was going to come in and take that spot? And we saw Jay Cutler flourish underneath Adam Gase because what did he do? He got the ball out of his hands quick. Not a lot of decision-making because we know that that is one of the flaws of Jay Cutler. Get the ball out of his hands. Get it to the playmakers. And let's not forget, too, there's a lot of playmakers that were on that team that aren't here anymore, right? Right. It's a lot of playmakers that aren't here. Young guys are still trying to make it. I was watching some. I was watching a playmaker last night that is not on this roster anymore that I tweeted about that I miss. Martellus Bennett is not here anymore. I miss that guy. I miss him. They showed him last night blocking on the edge, jumping over people, doing stuff. I'm like, you don't find you don't find guys like that that often. And you let them go. The individual that was very critical of six. Yeah, very very critical. Very. So. I started to look at it, and I said, who was going to be that guy? And when they said Dow Loggins, the light popped on for me. That's a guy that's close to Jay Cutler. Hmm. So this is going to be that friendship moment where things are going to go his, his way, things are going to be called for him that way. Because when you start to look at it, how much they were throwing the football for, for, for to watch Jordan Howard have 100 yards, right? And then in the second half, only two carries. And then we can talk, I understand the injury, but still, what got me upset was the fact that this young man was running the ball and the only bright spot of this Bears offense, he fumbles the ball, which happens, which happens. And we're talking about a rookie. It happens. And you go away from him, you put him on the bench. I can understand if this is an this is an offense or a team that is six and two. Not two and six. And you're trying to find an identity because you don't have one on offense. You don't have one on offense. He is your identity. And you put him on the bench. I'm just about to ask who, a question who, because for because, all of the people that try to protect Jay and give excuses, this offensive line is good enough for Jordan Howard to shine. They're good enough for Jordan Howard to shine. Yeah. But they're an excuse when it comes to Jay Cutler. There's no excuse. Right? There's no excuse. This offensive line is good enough for Jordan Howard to be the guy, be in the running for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Good enough for him to shine. Good enough for him to be seen as a possible identity, not just this year, but in future years with this team. But when you switch that offensive line over to Jay Cutler, well, this offensive line, just Jay isn't getting enough time. I don't know, bro. I know one thing. You look at this offense and how it's running. Uh, there was issues. And another issue is giving the ball around and spreading the ball out. We saw that with Brian Hoyer. Hmm. We saw that with Brian Hoyer. And we didn't see the points. We didn't see the points that we were like, but we did see the yardage. We saw the yardage. We saw this offense actually moving how efficiently, prob- efficiently how it was supposed to be run. Jay comes back. We start to see the same thing again. Already, pre-snap read is is just focus on 17. Now you got a guy in Cameron Meredith who has shown that he can make plays. And I've seen defenses that face Brian Hoyer not be able to focus on 
the same things that Jay Cutler has always done yeah. since he got here, which is if you throw him off with late adjustments in your coverage yeah. or late blitzes, he does not pick them up. No. And, and but th- this is <laughs> the one thing that we saw Brian Hoyer do and the reason why he, he was successful in his numbers where you look at the rushing yards and the rushing attempts by Jordan Howard. The running game was going. They they didn't get the points, but that got him going. So I was thinking, okay, now you come back, right? He comes back. They actually have established the run. Maybe this gives the opportunity for Jay Cutler to be successful and not feel like he needs it all on his shoulders. But that 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 is still there. That interception, that throwing Alshon's way, he didn't look him off at all. He stored, he stared him down. I looked at it. I knew what was coming up from the beginning. But if you're not giving everybody touches or even throwing to other guys and keeping, man, it it it's a recipe for disaster. You can't go two for eleven on third downs. That that's showing me right there. That's a statistic right there that's showing me what's wrong with this offense. You can't keep drives going. If you can't keep drives going, then what does that mean for your defense? They're out on the football field. And when they get tired on the football field, it's tough for them, man. And defense showed. showed. Let's, let, let's not forget. Can, can we be honest about what, what, what happened? You're only down seven and a half. Off of a Hail Mary. The momentum was there for you to go into halftime going, listen, we got this. Let's figure out how to come out and put some more points on the board. We're still in this game. And they left that momentum right back into the locker room when they came out. Where was it? We talk about football as a game of momentum and plays. That's one. Of, that's a big play you go into half with a Hail Mary. You catch it for a touchdown, we should go inside saying, yeah, we got this. Let's come back out. They left all that momentum in the locker room, man. And it's uh, it's just sad because I just don't know. I don't know what the identity of this football team is. I thought I had a grasp of it before the beginning of the season, watching uh, in training camp. But now it's just uh, it's it's kind of crazy, man. It's crazy to watch how this thing has transpired. But I think things could actually get better. But it's going to take some time. Give us a call, 312-644-4110 here on WGNRadio.com, where you can find down a distance. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm seeing some of of some of these comments coming through Facebook Live, and I get it. Like, I really do. I get it. It's uh, <laughs> I didn't think that I would see a Tim Tebow reference today, but uh, that actually makes me laugh just a little bit, so... Sean, I want to talk about something. Go ahead. You talk about identity. And I was thinking about this. I was looking at the Packers yesterday, and I was looking at their de- their defense and how they struggle. And you find it interesting because Dom Capers is legendary, right? He's a legendary defensive coordinator. And I started thinking about the success of not only the Patriots, but the Seahawks and the Dallas Cowboys. You know, what's the common thread here? Your system, right? As an organization, you have to make up your mind from the top down who we are going to be as an organization and a football team on and off the field. Now, you know, I prod Jerry Jones 
a lot. Give him a lot of flack. But I will say this. The guts it takes and whatever spurred it or caused it, maybe it was to protect his quarterback, his franchise quarterback. But when your defense is struggling and to constantly take offensive linemen in the first two rounds for three consecutive years, lets me know that somebody in that organization said, look, defense is not going to be our identity. Running the football. Running the football, we got to get back to it. It was our identity when we had the big three in the 90s. It's it's similar. And it has to be our identity once again. It's similar. Similar. You got a quarterback. You have a you have a wide receiver that can go and make plays, and you have an offensive and it makes and the game, game so easy. Think about when Troy Aikman was hurt in those years. Think about it. Steve Berline was still able to come in and win games because of the dominant offensive line. Because he had Michael Irvin. Because he had Troy Aikman. They drafted young and allowed the defense to go ahead and develop. Butch Jones was there on the defense, defensive side of the ball as a part of that championship team. So as we build and look for Ryan Pace, what's the identity? This is my question to you. This is my question to everybody watching. Yeah. Do we trust George McCaskey to be the spearhead, to sit down with everybody else at the table and say, this is our identity. Jordan Howard is our identity. This offensive line is our identity. I know we have Alshon. I know we have Kevin White. But our identity as an organization is going to be running the ball and we're going to allow this young defense to develop. We're not about to go out and spend a whole bunch of money trying to make the defense better. We're going to draft another tackle. We got Whitehair. We got Grassu. We got Long. We're going to go out and get a stud tackle. Which they could have done. I was hey, true. But Bears, Leonard Bears. Floyd, Leonard Floyd has, man, has developed. Your boy Clint Hurt, he's done a great job. What is the identity? Do you trust George McCaskey? I, yeah, I do. There's a, you guys, there's a lot of stuff that's going on. I mean, you, you got to have some type of identity. You got to figure out what you want to be. And I, this defense right now, I, I like this defense. They just they got to figure out ways, hopefully, to be able to stay healthy. If they can stay healthy and be a unit for a while, you got a lot of young players that are getting that experience to play right now. We don't know what they're going to be down the line, but they could be something, and you start to see flashes. So that's one thing that I know. But you got to pick either side because right now there's so much to work work with, so you don't know what to do, and you don't know which way, maybe the way to go. I'm just trying to reconnect. But you don't know which way to go sometimes, but, I mean, I don't know. We got somebody online? Yeah. All right. Let's go out to the line. Who who we got online? Hello. It's uh, Jason Hassenberg from uh, Bartlett, Illinois. What up, Jay, man? What's going on with you? Good. I'm doing good. Um, just watching on Facebook, and I just wanted to ask one question. Do you guys believe that uh, – what what uh, Martellus Bennett said about the Bears in his uh, uh, you know his you know documentary said that the Bears management system and the coaching they didn't allow him to be himself. And I've seen this over the years with you know uh, Marshall Brandon Marshall being a head case you know 
Martellus Bennett, people we're getting rid of that are playmakers but seem to be, uh, you know, they try to make them fit into a role that, you know, they're not comfortable in and that they're not able to express themselves in a way that they should be able to. So I was just wondering if you think maybe it's the management that's the problem with the team. All right. Well, listen, man, uh, hang up and we'll definitely we'll talk about this right now because that's a great question. I want to say this. Go I'll, ahead, let you say you, I'll let you deal. You're good. You're I'll good. let you deal with the management side. I'll let you deal with the management side. Okay. I want to focus on the player side. All right? Okay. The player side for the Chicago Bears, in my estimation, I look at other great teams. Every fan wants their team to be likable. Not just good, likable, right? That's why the Chicago Cubs are so loved. Not just because they made history. They made history and they're extremely, extremely likable as a team. In football, look at every team that dominates. There's some jerks. <laughs> the, the Patriots have had plenty of jerks yes. while they were winning. But plenty of them. But the Seattle has some jerks. But they're winning. On their team. They're winning. Right? Yes. They, it's, you can't look. Sean. If you can't manage as an organization, but, I mean, any good manager is yeah. able to I, deal with multiple personalities and bring them for. together. That's what you get paid for. Right? You see, we'll see how it goes for the Patriots. But don't sit up here and tell me they don't miss Jamie Collins on the field. Oh, yeah. Now, Belichick believes in his system. He believes in his coaching and he can develop players. And he believes whoever's coming in behind Jamie Collins can get to the level of production that Jamie Collins has. But that goes back to where they are, the direction they are as an organization. You said it. They earlier. believe they have a direction. If you don't fit into it, if you don't buy into it, you're not working as everybody else works, you have to go. Because we can't allow you to poison what we have as a direction. But guess what? You said right? it, you said it earlier though. This comes back to exactly what you were talking about. One you talking a little about- bit of leaven leavens the whole loaf. One bad apple spoils the bunch. But let me say this. The Bears need direction. They need direction. And if they can't deal with malcontents in the locker room, something something's wrong. Then that's not speaking about the players. I would probably say 80% of the locker rooms in the NFL have malcontents. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of guys. You can't avoid that. No, man. This is people. We're, this is not just that. We're talking about people. You have to deal. It's like in the workplace, it. man. You can't avoid it. So let me get let me get this real quick because you, you touched on it. You talked about the Patriots. You talked about, you know, figuring it out. What, but you talked about the system. Yeah. It's their system that they have in place. Yeah. That, listen, if you don't fit or – if you move that we feel like we can still plug in the system because our system is already set yeah. and their system is, is shown that they can win and that they have won, the Bears need to find that out. They need to figure out which direction they want to go, and you brought that up. Is it do they want to go offense and say, listen, we're going to look at this young defense and build around it, but we are going to go sure of this offensive line. It's not going to be sexy. Yeah. It's not going to be sexy because this is the this is the big thing about the NFL that I love, Sean. Is you don't have to you don't have to tear it down like you do have to do in do baseball. You know, let me, I'll give you a perfect example. You don't have to tear I'll give it down. You a perfect example, right? Transition. Yeah. Transition. Transition. Yes. There were a lot of people 
radio, media, executives around the league that believed the loss of Marshawn Lynch would be devastating to the Seattle Seahawks. It didn't change their identity one bit. As tempted as Snyder and Carroll might have been to say we have a great quarterback, let's go ahead and start throwing the ball 40, 50 times a game. The identity of that team is that defense and being able to run the ball and the playmaking ability of Russell Wilson and play action. That's it. That's it. Yeah. It's crazy. Christian Michael, Turbin, Procise. Procise. Rawls. We'll fit you in. We'll fit you in. You mean you but you have to fit our identity. We're not changing as an organization. We're going to be who we are. That's what makes us successful. Right? That's it. That's it. That's what the Bears need. What is going to make this organization successful? What is it? Figuring out what direction they want to go. It's not six. Well, no, it's not it's six. It's not six. Six, six is. It's not six. Six is going to be gone by the end of this season. It's just the way that it is. They'll part ways. It's like any bad relationship. Sometimes, you know, you just got to. It's not you. Well, it might be you, but it's not us. Man. And we saying got, he's the best quarterback in Bears history, that's not saying much. It's, it's not, just not. It's I'm not. sorry. I, I, I don't know. Oh, man. Uh, I just I don't understand this team. I love them to death. I just said it. Every in, Saturday I watch college football. I uh, see five quarterbacks that I would rather see start for the Bears today. But do you think that that's the – a lot of people, that this is what Bears fans say all the time, and I've seen it come across the feed already, is thinking about the draft for 2017 and the quarterback. And I was looking, listening to Matt Miller talk, bro. And Matt Miller from Bleacher Report, our guy who, you know, we have in contact with here on Down and Distance. And he was talking about maybe not drafting a quarterback in the first round, but maybe a quarterback in one of those later rounds and really wait until next year, like the following year for quarterbacks. You can right? do that. You can do that. And I'm looking at our guy, Joseph James Mandarino, that's following us. Look, he said, forget direction. You need an overhaul. Well, an overhaul is a direction. You can't change anything without having a direction. You can't complete anything without having a plan. How do you forget direction? You can't. You, dude, I'm not. You tell me I need to go somewhere. You got to give me direction. You have to give me direction in the GPS. You just can't say just tear it down. Okay, tear it down. What What are you gonna do? Then what? (laughs) And then what? We've been tearing down since. Lovey. It's been tearing down. I know. That's the issue. There's no direction. You gotta have a direction. You gotta have some type of plan of where you're going in the plan. And I want to give Ryan Pace the benefit of the doubt, man, because I really, really like him. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt, but there seems to be some type of of disconnect between I don't know if it's him and John Fox or what it is, but I was at the combine in Indy, man, and I sat there and I listened to Ryan Pace talk about we need playmakers. We need playmakers. And and I, I believed him. 
this team needs it needs playmakers, but there's a problem, Sean. What's that? And I thought about this driving into the studio today. There's a there's a real issue that I have. I look at all of Chicago teams, especially the Chicago teams right now that are doing what they're supposed to do, that are that are killing it, right? It, it the the Cubs just won a World Series. There's faces on that on that organization that you look at and you go, those guys are guys that lead by example or vocal leaders, or whatever. Chris Bryant, um, Rizzo. I mean, guys that you look at that are faces, right? You go to the Blackhawks, another organization in the city of Chicago that has been dominant, that's given us three Stanley Cups. And I look at them and I look at faces where I go, man, the captain, Jonathan Taves, he is that, he's that guy. He's the, he's the model. Because he's that guy, and people will talk about there. You don't need leadership here and there. You, any job, any organization, any business, you gotta have guys that can lead and lead by example. And those are those guys. When I look at the Bears, and 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 no disrespect, no disrespect at all, but one of my guys, Kyle Long, is basically the face of this franchise. And not saying that that's a problem because he's a guy that is a modeled citizen. He does what he needs to do, and he goes out and he works hard. But there's an issue when your right your guard – listen, it's an issue, though, when your right guard is the face of your franchise. It's an improvement from the kicker being the face, though. It is an improvement. And the voice of the But it's a room. problem that that is the only face to your franchise. Let's go out to the phone lines real quick. Who we got on the line? Hi, this is Ken from Florida. Ken, what's going on, man? How you doing? Good. I've been a long-time Bear fan since 1977-76 when Walter Payton was a rookie. And I've been watching this organization falter since the Super Bowl era. The McCaskey family took over this team. And I can truthfully, honestly tell you, it is starts with them. And the biggest person in that front office is Ted Phillips, who was hired back then in about 1982-83 after old man Hallis died and Virginia and and all the rest of those idiots over there put him in charge. Well, he is not a football person minded. The best way for fans to stop paying attention to the Bears is stop watching the games, stop buying merchandise, and stop buying tickets. I mean, period. Just ignore this team until either the city of Chicago to get a new owner to get into the city to actually find a you know uh, a team that can actually come in and actually give the fans what they needed. The Bear fans have suffered long enough 30 years after the Super Bowl. I mean, this is enough. An organization doesn't have a sense of direction of what they actually want to do. They've never had a true quarterback in the last 30 years. I mean, McMahon was an exception, but not a true 15-, 10-year quarterback for the team. Uh, but as far as I'm concerned, this team has been a joke for the last 30 years, and the fans need to start saying something to McCaskies and start here. sell that team as a whole. I mean, we know the McCaskies, the way it's set up is that there's entities as far as each of the family members owns a certain part of that, and it's one whole trust. And the only way to get rid of it is they have to sell it as a whole. But, I mean, Chicago Bear fans have suffered enough. Well, I appreciate your, your passion, man. I appreciate your passion. We're going to talk a little bit about what you had to say, but I appreciate the call, man. You're welcome. That goes back to my question to everybody out there. And continue to call in and hit us up on the feed on Facebook and the thread because, look, is that what is truly needed to have the right direction? We have said 
we have said that it starts from the top down. The top down. It, it's hard. It, it starts from the top it, down. Oh, when Sean, you look at Sean, last night, Sean, since Robert Kraft has I, taken over, I know, I know. Name the three coaches Robert I, Kraft has had. I know. Name them. Pete Carroll. Yep. And um, he uh, inherited one. Yeah, inherited Parcel. 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 My bad. Yeah. Robert Kraft gets people. I know. He gets leaders. He has a direction. He knows how to find people that can take what's in him as a plan, disseminate it, figure it out, and then spread it down to his coaches and his players. I, I know, It's Sean, a winning Sean. organization. Sean, I get it. I'm right? with you. I'm Listen, I'm so with you. There's a but reason the, why. There's, there's, there is a reason I'm, why. I'm not going there. The Steelers were great. I know. Under no. I know. There was a reason why the Cowboys were great under Landry. And under Johnson. There's a reason why the Bears were great under Hallis, under Dicker. The leadership in an organization is a must. Oh, no, but for it, it, all, all, through the, all through the you thread can't right get now. Around it. But look at the thread right now. Everybody's talking about it. There's no, there's no way. The, the McCaskies are not selling. They're not selling. That's not. That's like one of the things that we know for sure. And, and people are upset about the whole Ted Phillips thing. I, and I, I can get that. I mean, you talk to him and you listen. He's not he's, – he's the money guy. And he, he's, he's been, like it or not, getting to know Ted. He's, an un, he's a nice, nice guy. There's some things for me. But he's me, not a football guy. Some, there are some small things for me that speak volumes when it comes to the leadership. Okay. The fact that they're still playing on the field that they're playing in that ends up in the condition that it ends up when it gets cold for these players, that's not a top-notch organization. That's not a winning organization. I don't care who you have to negotiate with. I don't care what you have to say to the Chicago Park District to get them to change that field. It should have been done years ago. There's no way Green Bay should have sports turf and they're still playing on what they play in at Soldier Field. There's no way that happens with a winning organization. It doesn't happen. Small things like that lets you see where the direction of this team is. It's not about winning. The direction of this entire organization is not about winning. It's not. Because if it was, there's a small scripture. I believe it. It says if you're faithful over the few things, then you'll be able to receive the abundance. Mm. But you have to prove that you're faithful over the few. There are so many small things that slip through the crack with this organization. True. That lets you know, look, they don't want to win. That's not the direction oh. that they're going in. Something has to change. If they're not going to sell, somebody has to come in to be able to whisper in their ear and say, look, we, do, you, do you see this? This is. Let's go back to Mike Dicka but, but, and look at the performance but, of fam, this team on fam, and off I the was field. there Monday night. They're in trouble of becoming the second team in this city. I'll say it right now. If they keep allowing this product to go as if or as is, the Cubs will overtake them. This will not be a Bears town if it goes like this for another two years. I'm telling you right now. This Cub team, if they win another World Series, the Bears franchise is in trouble. And that's when they'll start to feel the effect. Yeah, when they lose that Bears Town moniker in this city, if it happens, then you'll see 
a possible change in direction. But that's where we're headed. See, the Blackhawks aren't a threat. No. But the Three Cubs, Stanley Cups, but the, the Blackhawks aren't, still aren't a threat. But the Cubs are a threat. The Bulls weren't even a threat with Mike. No. We had the best basketball player in the history of the NBA. Still couldn't threaten the Bears. This Cubs team, this Cubs team? is a threat. A viable threat to that moniker of it being a Bears town. But you know what, though? I mean, I'm not going to say that it can't overtake, but there's no reason why that that they couldn't push them to maybe to three. Because the Hawks Hawks got something left in them as well with this core that they got. So you can't tell me if this – Oh, you're saying they have a direction. They have a direction. Hmm. All the the teams that are winning – in Chicago, all have direction. And you know what? All of them have wait, direction. Wait, wait. And the Blackhawks didn't have to sell. No. The Blackhawks Rocky didn't have to took sell. over. Yes. He took but they have a direction. From the from the top down. You so look, who's the who's the prodigal at, son? Dude. Who's the prodigal son amongst the McCaskies and the Hallises? That can rise and say, Hey, I, I, I gotta look at that. Because everything I've heard is that the youngsters want to sell. They want to cash out. They want that guap. They see that value and worth. They just don't want the headache. I'm not mad at them. Hey, man. I'm not mad at them at all. But there is a silver lining. I saw somebody, I think Michelle Chef, Chief, sorry if I mispronounced your name. Yeah. She had a comment. Some other people, look, the one person that you cannot blame is who? Right now. Is Ryan Pace. I'm not mad at you Pace. You can't. There is nothing you can say to me. I'm not mad at Pace. About Ryan Pace when it comes to the on-field performance of this team. He inherited Jay Cutler. Yes, he probably should have drafted a quarterback. Yeah, he should have. Yeah. And he probably would have if he didn't have to deal with roster overhaul, yeah. totally turning it, getting rid of older players, Right? Distractions. Distractions. This really only having one full year of yeah. a draft where it was his team. Yeah, he yeah, it's not I don't his I'm, scouts, his personnel. I'm giving him time. That he was absolutely. You he can't gotta, blame. You look, gotta give him time. It's possible as this plays out. It's possible the Bears could pop it's possible the Bears could have the offensive and defensive rookie of the years. <laughs> as bad as it is, if Jordan Howard is helped. Well, he no, he won't. He's he, not. He's not beating the guys in, he, in Dallas. He's not beating them. No. But just look Zeke at the is, season. Zeke is a beast. Yeah. So yeah, I misspoke. But but I mean, he could be. He'll be in that conversation. He'll be in the conversation. Which is, he'll which get is, some votes. So those are two guys. Place those votes. are two guys from this past draft that could be in that conversation. That have made an impact. Made an impact. And what did we say? And let's not forget. Stop worrying about Leonard Floyd. He's going to be okay. When a certain player returns, you will see Leonard Floyd develop. What happened when Pernell McPhee came back? When Pernell came back, things opened His up. His first game back was what, Green Bay? Green Bay, and we started to see the, what did the, he do? the rise of Leonard Floyd. All right. There so, you go. Listen to us. Listen to we got us. got your Bears coverage. Listen to us. All right, man, we're going to take one more phone call before we get out of here. That's who's on the line right, right. now. So let's just jump to it. Who we got on the line? Hey, this is Ron from Washington. How's it going, bud? Ron, what's going on, man? What's on your mind? Man, you know, I've been listening to you guys all morning. And I just got to say, 
I kind of disagree with the field comment, okay, because that's what real football was. Your dad played on that field. You know, I mean, these guys nowadays, they, they cry when they get a bump knee. I mean, I don't know. But that's, that's beside the point. I'm not trying to disrespect nobody, okay? I mean, I'm just I'm not. But I do agree with the upper management. I do agree that. Come on, man. I agree with Jay Cutler. I think we need to trade his ass to the – I'm sorry, trade him to the Browns. Um, you know, we got it the, the overhaul. I think the – my honest opinion, we definitely need to really focus on Jordan Howard because we got a stud there. And that could be our future face of the franchise – you know, because he he could be. I mean, he, he's he's the whole package. I mean, he's right behind Ezekiel Elliott. He's the number two rookie uh, running back out there. You know, you know what I'm saying? He's got how many hundred yard games? Yes, he fumbled, but like it's going to happen. <laughs> Sitting him in the second half was just complete and utter dumbness. I mean, it's it's ridiculous, and I do see a disconnect between um, John Fox and Ryan Pace as well. But you got to you got to think. Ryan Pace did say it's going to take him five years. He said it was going to take him five years to build this team, and I think we're heading in the right direction, but it, we're, we're a sad team right now. That's all i got to say. Jay Cutler, is, he's got to go, and I hate to say that because I've been rooting for him the whole time. Well, we listen, we, we appreciate you listening and checking in on Facebook, and definitely, man, we'll be back here next week. Definitely so uh, appreciate you. Give us a call, all right? All right, man. You guys be good. God bless. Well, Look, I, I get what it. Year what, what year is it? What year is it? 2016. 2016? Yeah. I, I is know this is going. this is this still the league that you run forty times, two yards cloud of dust? No, it's no? changed. It's changed. Yeah, quarterback still throwing fifteen to twenty times a game. No, they're throwing a lot more. How than many that. how many times did Dak throw the ball yesterday? I don't know, but a, a lot. Yeah, forty plus as yeah. a rookie in his eighth game, ninth game. I mean, it's, right? Does game, a rookie quarterback the, do that? The game's changed. Thank you. The game has changed, and the Bears need to change their field. You can't tell me it doesn't matter. It does matter. It matters to players in the locker room. It matters to free agents. You want me to tell you, honestly? It matters. You want me to tell you? I enjoy playing on field turf way more than I played on regular grass. You might like old school, tough, physical, hard-nosed football. You might be a traditionalist. I love. That's wonderful. I love the I love a good defensive struggle. I do, too. I love it. But I don't want to see chunks of grass popping up when somebody tries to cut back. It becomes, it's a liability in the long term. And we're talking about guys who you're investing millions, some guys millions of dollars in. There are high school fields in Illinois better than the Bears field. There's a lot of high school fields in Texas that are better than that field. I know that. We don't have to go to Texas. That's unfair. Because that's a state that's literally committed to to football. football. We We can go out to the western suburbs and find at least four fields there are better are in better condition for football than Soldier Field when it gets cold. I'm not taking off my Bears hat, man. Don't do it. Not you doing shouldn't. it. And Bears fans, you shouldn't either. Listen, this is a process that we're all gonna have to go through for the long haul. But Sean said it earlier. The sun's going to rise. I feel like they're they need to figure out the direction. I think Brian Pace is really trying to figure that out, but there's a lot of disconnect here in this organization, they got to figure out how to be able to patch it all together because it's not going to get right. You can try to fix all the problems on the football field, but things have to be right in every facet of the form when we talk about this organization. If it doesn't get right, we're not going to see this team get back to the promised land and where we want to see from the last 30 years. 
I love the 85 Bears. Love them to death. I fight for them on a daily basis in this town. I will forever do that. But I'm tired of talking about just that 85 Bears championship. I want another championship, man. It's something else. I, I want kinda, another one. I touched base on it, and before we go, I really want people to understand what I was saying and the importance of direction. Dom Capers and what you see the demise of his defense in Green Bay and how great he was early on in Green Bay and how great he was in Pittsburgh, there are certain things in a system that you must have. For Dom Capers to be great, he must have a very good defensive backfield. When you have Rob Woodson and Carnell Lake as your cornerbacks, and then you have Kevin Green and Lloyd coming off the corners, hey, that makes his system great. Vic Fangio, he needs pass rushers, and he's a really good inside linebacking core. He has that. We're starting to see Leonard Floyd. We're starting to see Pernell McPhee. He also had hard hitters in the secondary. Not great defensive backs or corners, but they were solid. But the safeties, really good with Deshaun Golson when he was in his prime. They put a licking on you when you came across that middle. The next step for the evolution of this Bears defense is to allow the development of this secondary. Because everything up front is there. I think Eddie Goldman, he's going to continue to grow. Love Eddie Goldman. I love him, man. And your guy that they drafted from Florida, he's going to continue to get better. Bullet. They, they, you they got, they you got see, things. They have things in place. We're just if we can, if we as fans can just allow them to develop. The defense played pretty solid yesterday. Yeah, it just got to a point where they, they were on the they field. They were on the too field much. too much. Can't the do that. Defense kept you in the game. They played wonderful against Minnesota. Yeah, they had a great plan. So you're starting to see that defense come together. The problem is whether you commit to Jordan Howard or whether or not you're still trying to find a quarterback that's going to throw 40 times a game. What's got, the direction? You don't have one on offense. On offense. It's, 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 it's done. And then what's the system? And go get the players that fit the system. Don Capers doesn't have his linebacker that can rush and Clay Matthews. He's lost Tremont William. He's lost his safeties, the guys they have. Combined have, a, uh, I think, a QBR of 120, JP, thrown against them. The defensive backs are the Packers. Yeah. Quarterbacks are thrown against them at the rate of 120 QBR. That's insane. So his defense and the way he sets it up and how he wants to attack, he can't do it because he knows he's ineffective in the areas that are important. That's the challenge to this Bears team. All right, everybody, we appreciate you, as always, for tuning in on Facebook Live and calling in as well. We'll be back next week. You can check out Down and Distance on WGNRadio.com. Go to sports. Click on the tab, find Down and Distance, or you can go to Twitter as well, at D-A-D-Pod. A lot of love for Jabril Peppers today. No, I see a lot of that too. As who did well, I tell man. you? Who did I tell you the Bears need to draft before the college season, bro? Uh, Peppers. Dude. Okay. This dude, Sean Davis, SD2 Mike's on Twitter. I'm at Peyton Sun, P A Y T O N S U N. As always, we got you covered, man. Shout Check out, out the Mobile Alabama. Also, 
check out your your boys too sean and i are coming up with this new concept the arena is coming soon we're putting everything together man brainstorming at the arena shot on twitter as well but for us this week man we were here now we're gone peace everybody